0: Hey there, weather dorks, this is Barometer on here on Storm Chasers KOM Edition. We're riding that tropical depressed wave of Barry coming in from the Gulf Coast. Looking like we're going to have some winds out of the south. I'm looking at that diagonal north and maybe that Marconi KOM bridge to take this weekend. Who's up for me on that one? Good evening, and welcome to episode 91 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is the barometer, Bodie Bodie. Uh, hey there, Bodie. This is Tropical Storm Barry White.
1: And this is Sirius Cheerio <laughs> uh,
2: with the tenuous weather-related uh, handle for this podcast.
0: Yeah, things are looking a bit tenuous out there on the way over. It was uh, not a lot of traffic. But people were out. Um, it's, 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 we're sitting here in New Orleans. Uh, we, it's, it's Thursday night. Uh, tropical Storm Barry is in the Gulf. I don't know if, if it's a tropical storm yet or it's still an invest or a wave or a, a depression. depression. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a big storm bearing down on us and we wanted to get in a podcast real quick. Um, it kind of feels like the last day of school. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say, or, or the
0: last day on Earth. It, yeah. it's
1: it's a ghost town down here, uh, downtown well, New Orleans today. It's not a ghost town in Rouses right now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I was gonna say, unless you're at the Walmart or the Rouses. Yeah, uh, there is not a lot of you. Uh, By I, I noticed you pulled right up out front. There's no trouble parking outside no, today. Not a
0: lot of traffic downtown.
1: And uh, guys, who
0: knows? This could be our. Uh, this could be the last podcast we ever do. I mean, you're saying that in a joke, and it's, I mean, I don't think it's going to be the last podcast we ever do. There's a chance that we might not live here uh, after this weekend.
1: Yeah. If the levees break, we will have no place to stay. That's right. Cue the uh. Zeppelin. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, it was kind of crazy yesterday morning. Uh, I got within about 150 yards of my parking garage, and I couldn't get there. I had to turn around, drive back, which took me an hour. And when I got back home, the block across the other side of Saint Claude from me was about two and a half feet deep of
1: water. And that was not even the tropical storm. That was just that was the, just the that, that was just the rain event preceding yeah. the tropical storm. Yeah. That had nothing to do with it. Just nope. a, just a band of uh, just a band of rain coming through. Yeah. That uh, put about a foot of water in some of the streets mm-hmm. around town.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that'll happen when you get like eleven inches in an hour. Um, yeah, I mean, it was such a rain event, Townsend, that we canceled uh, the third week of the Punch Train Beach Summer Series. We went ahead and did that, and uh, I always I hate canceling any sort of bike race uh, because of the weather, because usually what happens is the weather is fine.
1: That's right, and that's exactly what happened to us yesterday. When we canceled the event, it was flooding and pouring down rain, mm-hmm. and no one blamed us for canceling it. I think everybody probably expected that there was no way we were going to have the race. And then six o'clock rolled around and it was a calm, peaceful, uh, sort of almost partly sunny evening.
0: Almost beautiful evening. I mean, I think, you know, we canceled the, a lot of people got a lot of flooding. Yeah. Uh, our friends things are damaged. Um, people were having a lot more on their mind than a week, a weeknight bike race. They also were closing the floodgates at six, which might've impacted some people getting access to the course um so it was the right thing to do yeah it's a bummer to do it um hopefully i'll be able to do it uh, this following wednesday yeah uh fingers crossed uh touch wood as the australians say they say touch wood we say knock on wood um
1: but uh yeah so we'll we'll be we'll be back uh knock or touch wood next wednesday and uh looking forward to it yet to decide whether we're going to try to redo that third race or whether we're just going to make uh, make it a three-race series. But we'll put our heads together and figure that one out and make an announcement about that in the near term. Mm.
0: Um, but, you know, before all this uh, crazy weather talk and before this really does become a... You know, a weather podcast. I kind of want to talk about some of the fun rides we did this last weekend and Fourth of July. I
1: think we should start
0: off with that. Yeah. 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 I, so, what do you want to kick off Fourth of July first, or, or our, our gravel adventure on Saturday?
1: Well, let's do them in let's do them in chronological order. So that would Reverse be the Fourth chronological of July. No, 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 chronological okay. order. So start with the Fourth of July.
0: Well, yeah. So the Fourth of July, Townsend, you hosted your second annual Fourth of July stage race.
1: Fourth of July, second annual Fourth of July. July like Club Ride Stage Race. Mm.
0: And I actually, one of the reasons I want to talk about this was because we have been talking about alternative ways of racing, alternative uh, events, methods, styles, just mixing it up. And while this wasn't, you know, a, a race in the, in the sense that, you know, it was sanctioned or it was really serious, uh, but it was is actually kind of a fun idea. It and, was very alternative. And i saw some things that are are similar to other events i i said it was just like the grinduro event or like an enduro mountain bike race where Mm you're you sort of you have time segments that you go fast on and then you kind of ride easy or pedal easy and have fun to the next segment and then you go hard again and that way you're sort of can 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 have a little bit of racing but then have a little bit of fun riding with your friends so i wasn't there so tell me Townsend, how did it all shake out
1: well, it, I thought it shook out well, and just to your point, that's uh, that's why we refer to it as a club ride stage race, because indeed, it, it's exactly as you described. Some riding together, enjoying each other's company, shooting the shit, having a good time on a club ride, mixed in with a couple, uh, in this case, we had uh, four time segments, That oh, excuse me, three. three time segments. Yep. Uh, that we uh, that we used, although I'll, I'll get to it. But the, the the final one of those ended up uh, sort of being. Uh
2: with A bunch of disqualifications, really. Yeah, right? yeah.
1: I guess that's. I guess <laughs> the, well, the entire field was DQ'd in the in the last in the last you, segment.
0: So let me ask you: Did you make up um, these segments? Did you go search for them on Strava? Wh- what? How did you decide the route and what to make the time segments?
1: Well, I mean, so I, I, I wanted at least one of the routes to be um, some of the gravel back off of Almanaster. So I knew that the I knew that the ride needed to get to the Almanaster gravel. Uh, so I figured I would make the first segment uh, the ride out to the okay. Almanaster gravel segment. So I just picked the sort of, you know, Almanester segment from the beginning on to almost the end of Almanaster. So that became... Uh, yeah, to uh, the railroad. To the railroad tracks. Essentially yeah. about a seven or eight mile segment. Uh, we rode, met up for coffee. Uh, rode uh, over the Danziger Bridge, rode over the little Almanaster overpass, and then the race went live just as we came down onto Almanaster proper and ended just before the end of Almanaster at the railroad tracks.
0: And I mean, I got email notifications that morning when people upload their ride that I lost a KOM. I mean, I looked at Strava, and my KOM had been handily beat. And it sounds like you guys are really on a tear going down Almanaster. Well, uh, not, not us guys. (laughs)
2: Nobody in this room was really on a
0: tear. Matt
1: and I, uh, elected to, uh, to ride off the back of that group. We were both on our cross bikes with big tires and, uh, and I had told Matt as a way to encourage him to come out. I I knew that he wasn't going to be racing it because of his hip. So I had told him I would hang out with him and make the whole ride social which we did, uh, but the uh, the group that raced it raced it hard. They yeah. all stayed together. Um, I think they the f- top four in that tied for the KOM on that segment. Uh, Greta, who was the um, only woman on the ride completely obliterated the the QOM on that ride on uh, in that segment. I didn't actually realize. I guess I should have figured. Pretty much everything is a Strava segment, but I didn't I didn't set that up to be a Strava segment or set it up to try to take that Strava segment. But the winds were the winds were favorable. And the, the group was favorable, and because they were racing it and, and racing it together, uh, they, they really pretty much uh, laid waste to, mm. the, to, the, to the KOMs on that. I mean, I guess the rule
2: is, if Bjorn has ever ridden that road, there's a Strava segment on it. True.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I got an email because there's a few Strava segments on there. Um, and so you guys, after that, you uh, went to and did you did some out-and-back? Was the gravel segment out-and-back? Yeah, it
1: was an out-and-back gravel segment. Uh, and I set it up to, to avoid, uh, other than the, other than the first little part of that, of that gravel road where you have to hop one fence, the race actually went live after we went around that fence so that there were no obstacles to contend with on the, on the segment. It was four miles out and four miles back. So it was a eight mile gravel and dirt segment there, uh, down to the Almanaster uh, levee and then. Along the Almanaster levee to U-turn at the end and then came back, um, just so we don't uh, leave this. Daniel Swan won the first uh, segment, uh, and uh, and then again won the won the second segment on his uh, on his gravel bike.
0: Yeah. which is a specialized LA sprint. That's right. Yeah, with deep carbon rims and uh, did he have 28s on there? I think he 20? did. I think he, he had has 28s. 28s. Yeah. yeah, so I so I said, you know, that the 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 LA is a gravel bike and and one of our friends commented as long as you put a handlebar handlebar bag on it, and he had one. So, turns it into a gravel bike. Mm. yeah. So that was uh, that
1: was the second segment. That was a whole lot of fun. We had a blast, just kind of hanging out, um, waiting for those guys to come back and uh, film the film the end of it and took some took some photos. Uh, then we had the the club ride segment. Stage three of the race was a was a club ride segment where you were scored based on your club ride etiquette, your, your general panache, etc., cetera, et cetera. Ooh, general um, panache. Yeah, mm. it was. Uh, Quite a bit. We had a nice little a lot of score- sock height talk. I hope. Yeah, sock height talk. Um, you know, just a variety of a variety of uh, of panache uh, related awards. I kept a little uh, score sheet, mental score sheet, and then actually formalized it when we got home after the ride. The fourth segment was was due to be a, a sprint segment, basically over the the two bridges. Uh, what would I think the Strava segment is the STCC return segment, which is essentially the two overpasses uh, finishing at the top of the Hickey Bridge. Yeah, it's about a two-mile segment. Stars and Stripes Boulevard in the middle, right? That's which right. Is, uh... Absolutely, it's it's a perfect, perfect well, segment well, for the Fourth of July. Well,
0: the STC return. Oh, that goes ends all, at Press. Goes to Press. You're right. You're right. Which would, which would separate if so? If you're in the Giro. Which does the same route? You would miss that segment because yeah. we go to press. We That's stay. right. Okay, okay. so, so it, to the top
2: of the bridge. This to the, one to, to the grating on the top. It was
1: of the designed bridge. to go to the top of the bridge. It yeah. was also designed not to start until the light at Crowder. Yeah. Um, but uh, a couple guys got a little chippy and jumpy on the on the club ride segment and lost a fair number of panache points and mm. and actually would that entire last segment because so, they, uh, they they they. Um, Tried to get a jump on the, on the, on the, uh, and I was trying to kind of
2: like ride, I was trying to be the derny for that, you know, like just kind of keep a nice steady tempo and lead everybody out to the, to the start of the segment, which was the last light before, before the first bridge. Right. uh, But it all fell apart. Guys were, Next thing I knew was like people were just flying down off the uh, off the levee banking and uh, all kinds <laughs> of stuff was going on. So it got a little got a little crazy out there. A little dive bombing you there. Huh? Yeah, actually Jason Froda stayed back, so in theory he would have won that segment.
1: That's right. Of it. Yeah. Well,
0: I actually have your score sheet pulled up here. Um, there's some pretty funny items on here, but I do see not following stage four rules. A bunch of people got a negative two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. At the top of the top of the list is a uh, being American.
2: You yeah, got, I take a little umbrage to that um, well, because I got I lost points for
1: showing just for showing up. Yeah, basically. You did. <laughs> well, no, you didn't lose points <laughs> for, for being showing there, up. You, I got minus one point. You, well, no, it wasn't for being there; it was for being English.
2: Yeah, but being but if I had stayed home, I wouldn't have lost any points.
1: Well, that's true, but, but you, you, you wouldn't have gotten wouldn't any have points
2: got either. Any Bo, points Bo for did, yeah.
0: sweet homemade visor cap yeah apparently you had a little triathlon hat on
2: no no it was a it was <laughs> definitely it was a, a very well ventilated cycling cap
0: i also if you would have stayed wearing. home you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have got the two points for making it to brats the restaurant after the ride mm. after going home to get your kids that's true so you actually got you got two points of that you have points for actually showing up to brats Yep. um yeah, it's pretty funny. Also, there's uh, people were getting points for being high.
2: <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's for, uh, yeah. for altitude. I mean, it was, bridge, a, it I was a freedom was. ride.
0: Yeah. Being, there's also a category for being so high, <laughs> you didn't raise your hand when I asked who was high.
1: Yeah,
0: um, That actually happened. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had points for a water for sweet mustaches. Yeah. Um, Burrito points. in a in a
1: in a handlebar bag? I
0: don't know. What is freedom oil? Someone got two points for freedom oil. <laughs>
1: well, it's an oil that celebrates one's freedom to be yeah high. Yeah.
0: Oh, I thought, you know what I thought I thought freedom oil was chain lube, you know, because it helps you go <laughs> faster and get free. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, hey, man, that looks like a pretty fun ride. It you, was. You, you actually made a spreadsheet. Like, I'm reading out from your spreadsheet. Um, the winner of the ride was Greta... Greta Kapelmir, mm-hmm. uh, she she managed to uh, stick with it and get enough points to come ahead of her partner Taylor.
1: Yeah, well, to, just to clarify, Greta was the winner of the the panache award. Uh, Dan Swan was the overall winner of the of the what ended up being two stages of actual racing. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. Greta uh, won the uh, panache
0: award, so it's kind of like it's similar to most combative, kind of. Yeah, or maybe it's like winning peddler the charm. Yeah, from the cycling podcast.
1: Except it's more like most kind baddive.
0: Okay, mm. there you go. Most kind baddive. Okay, you just you just beat people over the head with your kindness. Yeah, and panache. Exactly. Most baddash. Most baddash. There you go. So, yeah, so that was that was that
1: ride and that that inspired me getting back on that gravel to want to figure out a little bit more of it and I started talking to you Bodie cuz I know that you've done a ride in, that you've referred to as all the gravel in the past and that could be the subject of a podcast all its own so we won't get too far into the into the weeds or too far into the gravel on that one. Um, but, we did get but, into the weeds a little bit. On yeah, it, didn't we? we did. But but part of part of that gravel, uh, it involves going out onto uh, the gravel that runs past Hayne Boulevard out in New Orleans East, connecting that along the levee. That's the
0: intercoastal waterway there. Yeah.
1: And so we decided that we would try to go explore some of that and figure out how to kind of make... Had had to sort of link up the almanaster gravel with that, and uh, lo well, and behold, we figured it out.
0: Well, we let me just say this: we weren't trying to figure out how to do it. Right, I knew how to do it. We were just going to wanting do it. to do it. Uh, we, you initially proposed it, and I said, "Well, because Yellow Store is no longer operational, mm-hmm. and Irish Bayou gas station burnt down. Yeah, there this stretch there was a stretch of like twenty miles with literally no store stops, and it was ninety five degrees and it outside, was hot." As That's, Satan's the, rectum. The,
2: yeah, the heat index was 108. Yeah. So, yeah. It so was... we
0: said no to that route, <laughs> but then we ended up doing that route the other way anyway. Yeah,
1: and I really appreciated that, actually.
0: We did. I actually was wanting to, speaking of Strava segments, there was a segment, uh, there used to be an old segment called Hang Gravel Out and Back. I used to own both the KOMs. Uh, they redid the top of the levee, and they put in a bunch of pavers you literally can't ride on. But mm. now there is a sort of, there is kind of a road next to the levee. Um, so I wanted to smash on that, and it was so hot and brutal that I tried to smash, and I got smashed. I got smashed by the road, and I had to pull a full schleck. I, mean, I was full schlecking it like crazy. Um, ran out of water. But it was fun. It was an adventure. We, um, it was a three ice sock ride. Yeah. And I'm all about the ice socks on the club ride. I got a little shit when I showed up to the coffee shop on Saturday wearing ice sock, but I gotta tell you, that's like the only way I survived. Yeah, I,
2: uh, I took the remnants of that bag of ice that we had, and that actually lasted me almost all the way back to the gas station on on Chef, which was pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, so, so you guys turned around because you guys had to get home uh, a little early. There were five of us that did part one yep. of the gravel. I
2: didn't actually need to get home early that day, but I just, I knew that I was going to be dead. Yeah, I had and a I was rule
0: dead. to like not ride after 11. That's kind of my rule in the summer. Don't ride after 11 because it just, that's when your head starts to melt. And it's just, it's not a good time to be outside. But we had sort of gone so far and we were so close to connecting this loop that I, I really wanted to push through, and I had the ice socks, and so I could survive.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we did it. Uh, Bodie. I don't think we would have come nearly as as far undone if you hadn't gotten that flat right at the end of that segment. Oh, yeah. Not on the gravel, but uh, riding over to an oak tree to take a leak. Yes. you yeah. got a flat.
0: I rolled over a giant, I rolled over, over a bottle and completely broke. And uh, it took us a little bit
1: of, uh, I had a, I had a defective uh, CO2 inflator, so it took us a, a good bit longer and, and two full CO2 canisters to get Bodie's tire up to about 40 PSI. It was kind of ridiculous. Uh, we were just uh, uh, wilting in the heat, uh, but uh, we had a nice long store stop after that, kind of cooled off a bit, threw some ice down our shirts, and then rode on home. And it was great. I think... You did not end up with the kom. It was close, and it's I think close. that yeah, I think we could, I think we could get it next time. And I think yeah. we need to get back out there and do it. Ed Novak still owns that kom. Uh, you've got second, about a thirty seconds behind him, and then uh, I've got third place, about another thirty seconds or so behind you
0: because uh, I really popped on that uh, on that gravel. So I uh, that tire that I got a flat on was one of Emily's uh, tubeless. Uh, Tires for her gravel bike.
1: You were not running it tubeless, though. No, I was not. So, but
0: I—it's—it's—it's pretty much like I don't think you could put that. I don't think you could set up that tire tubeless anymore. Like it was a giant gash with gas. You could patch it on the inside, maybe. But that is just to say that um, I got home, cleaned my bikes uh, on Sunday, and uh, my rear wheel—the wheels that you gave to me, um, Matt—are cracked. Mm-hmm second pair of cross wheels that I have apparently stress fractured. There are about seven hairline cracks along this next to the spokes on my rear wheel. You know what you need to do now. Give up on riding bikes. I'm done. Like I just, I don't Like what? what everything breaks all the time.
2: Just Just <laughs> lace those hubs with a new set of tubeless ready rims. That's what you should do.
0: So, yeah, I mean that's way we get into a little little tire talk here, like um briefly, but yeah, I've got that that power tab hub is great. I love it, I mean, but that that rim is shot, so i I pretty much don't have a cross bike right now until I find a new uh wheel set is now, it ex- in
2: Jason cash terms, that rim is brand new, right yeah. I mean that that rim's got a lot of life left in
0: it. <laughs> I said I sent a message to our friend Zach and I said, "How much longer can I ride this wheel?" And he says, "Like none. Like you're done. That wheel's done." I was like, "Yeah, there's seven more of these cracks." Um, so yeah, I guess I was. Is it is it expensive to to get a rim and some spokes like to build it? I mean, is that should I should I go that option? Like I love wise, having the power on the yeah, cross. Bike. 80,
1: 80 bucks for a for a nice. Rim, yeah, uh, maybe forty bucks in spokes, depending on how many spokes you got. So and, all I'm say is, I'm maybe a nice build... friend to lace it up
0: for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to build the wheel myself. Which yeah. is, just... but I should get. I'm going to do two. I feel like I should do two. So I go out and find a set of rims. Then, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's like it's a... I got to go out and buy rim brake wheels.
1: Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Those do still exist. I know. I just in fact, you might be able to get a deal on them. Because nobody wants him anymore. I feel
0: like I should just, just, just write, just wipe the slate clean. Disc brake, tubeless, eleven. Kind speed. human, kudu. So you just like an actual?
2: Okay, yeah, 12, 11 or twelve speed. An actual uh, newer.
1: Let's bike. let's 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 start with eleven. Let's yeah. just start with eleven. We Probably, no 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 need to go to twelve. Find
0: some uh, some cheap some cheap stuff. Um, anyway, so yeah, that that that's the update on my cross bike. That's the update on some awesome rides that we've done. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm glad that we did that. Uh, as I've always said on this podcast, it's it's always nice to kind of break out of the ordinary. So Townsend, thank you for putting on that stage race, which was inspired you and, and just I got excited by that. I want to do some more of those events. I like that idea of mixing it up. Yeah, I'm. Uh, thanks for coming with me on the gravel loop on Saturday and kind of completing that. That was a really fun ride and I posted a ton of stuff on my Instagram stories. I was super cool to do that. Um, great photos fun. by the way. Great photos. Thank you. And that's that's what makes this stuff fun is is just is is you know, doing something different every once in a while. Mixing it up, you know, trying new things. I don't think I could ride on Hain Boulevard, you know, and chef four times in a week I think that, I would I think I would just die that was it I just
2: like I'm I'm so over doing that and this was like oh wait there's all this awesome stuff just right next to it that we can go do there was some fun little hiker bike sections uh, we did a little uh, river crossing you know that's true Honestly, there's, there's no reason
0: why we can't just make, make some of that the club ride yeah I yeah. agree that's okay. consider it done and a
2: big shout out to uh, Frank the Tank for uh, rocking it on uh, on his road bike
0: I think that's a great point he was out there on his aluminum road bike probably 25 28s I think um, he had 28s on it, it
1: can be done
0: can yeah. be done not 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 a big issue Frank
1: yeah. famous last words by Frank he said yeah I'll come along I might be a ways behind you guys but i'll 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 try to do it 20 minutes later Frank's about uh, half a kilometer ahead of us
2: yeah I was I was dying trying to hold his wheel on the way yeah. home
1: it was <laughs> well, guys, speaking of gravel, if I can make a quick segue uh, mm. into some other stuff that we want to talk about, there was some gravel in the Tour de France today. There was. And I know that we're going to take it a little bit out of order, but I don't think we want to go stage by stage and start talking about the, the tour, but... Uh, uh, yeah, little uh, little gravel climb at the end of La Planche de Belfi. Not in the race. The last time they did it, they added this yeah, they little finished extra a little, segment a little further up, didn't they? Calling but, it
0: the Super Planche. <laughs> is that right? Well, that's yeah. what Kaylee Freds called it on um, Gotcha. On yeah. Tips. Yeah. yeah. So
1: uh, yeah, and it was it, it added quite a new dimension to the to the end of the race today. Uh, let's let's talk about the tour for ten yeah. minutes. Or well, so.
0: Well, here, look, I, I'm going to start off with a super hot take just i'm something's up up my gullet i'm i'm bothered the sock doping is rampant in the tour.
2: <laughs> was it michael matthews that was having his that uh, looked like michael matthews having his so socks okay measured?
0: so that so there was a photo posted on twitter uh and everybody has been talking about it and it's it's the it's literally the uci measuring someone on subwebs socks yeah because there's a, there is a, the UCI has a rule about how high your socks can be, and mm-hmm. it has to do with the arrow advantage because the fabric is faster than skin.
1: And this was, point. in fact, in the team time trial uh, stage of the race, so yes. it was it was that much more important to try to get every marginal arrow advantage that you could.
0: So, so, so right, you rightfully so, I guess, or, or maybe not rightfully so, but I mean. A lot of people are saying, oh, I'm so glad the UCI is spending their resources on measuring socks. Yeah. There's so many like, oh, a waste of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, doesn't anybody see how stupid it looks? Like, does does anybody care about style and panache? And like, I'm glad that guy was measuring socks. I know that he's doing... (laughs) five other things and like it they're measuring because it was a time trial they're not literally going around and measuring socks whatever You're saying that's not his only job that's not his only job like I, I come wish on it,
2: folks i would actually like it more if it was if that was his <laughs> sole his sole job was
1: to just measure socks and there is you would notice from that photo apparently a purpose-built tool yes precisely designed yes. To measure sock height, and it it's not something that's not a static tool. It has to be able to be adjustable. It has to be flexible. Yeah, it has to be adjustable to the to the body dynamics of of yeah. the individual rider. Exactly. So in other words, it, it's it's a thing that extends out from the from the top of the from the top of the. It's like the,
0: collapsing triangles. It's like that yeah, dish exactly. track thing yeah. that you had in your house in the seventies. Exactly. And it it's finds like the a midpoint. Parallelogram it, thing. It,
1: it, it, you stretch it out to whatever length you want, and yeah. the and a, and a third piece somehow finds the midpoint of whatever length you create by stretching it to the individual rider. It's a very complex tool yeah, that they've I mean, designed. you have to
2: be able to account for uh Caleb Ewan and a Connor Dunn with that thing. Yeah, so it's right. got <laughs> to have some flexibility
0: to it. So, but, but yeah, he, here, here's, here's my rub is like, God, it looks terrible when your socks are that high, when your socks are at your calves, doesn't, and then, that, and that's what really bothers me. Like, does no one care about that? And then that brings me to my other point is then why seriously, why don't they just wear a skin suit, like a full body skin suit? Like, why are you showing your bibs are going down to just above your kneecap? Your sock is at your calf. That, that's that got to be eight to a foot of skin showing. Why not wear a full body suit like a well, speed skater? Well, I'm saying Seriously, why not? You,
1: I think you could. I don't know that you could wear it as a full body suit, but you could wear leg like warmers. And yeah. your whole leg could be covered.
2: So, is the rule well, what, that they well, have to have for racing that they have to have shorts? I believe so. So, they can't, like, even if it was like a winter race, a leg, you know, a leg warmer classic. You can't wear, wear knickers. Wear, you couldn't wear full on knickers. You'd I have don't think to wear so. leg warmers and shorts. So,
0: you're saying the rule, because they have to the wear, because here's, you're, you're allowed to wear a long sleeve Yes. shirt. yeah That yes. goes down to your wrist and is hooked up to your, you know, finger and has like a strap, so you're a super arrow. So you think the rule is that they have to wear shorts.
2: Yeah. I think it has to be they have to be shorts. Even though it's a skin suit, they have to be it has to be a, a skin suit with shorts. If it was really cold, they'd be able to wear leg warmers along with those shorts. So the whole sock length thing makes no sense whatsoever anyway, right? It's all it is kinda of daft. But i thought it used to be that your sock had to like was a it was a more arbitrary thing where it was like your your sock had to end where your calf muscle definition started
0: no that's my rule oh that's yeah (laughs) that's the style rule that's see i can wear my
2: socks as high as i want because i don't have any calf muscle definition
0: so so that if you wear your socks to your calf muscle that is too high that that's also my rule i mean if you want to know my rule the Bodhi Bodhi sock uh theorem Mm. uh, it also relates to the length of your
2: shorts whoa whoa hang on a second Bodhi. you're not actually wearing
1: any socks today Bodhi doesn't wear socks with his casual shoes. Okay, hang on a second. Oh. I do wear socks. Oh, he wears no seams with his casual oh, shoes. Oh, dear. <laughs> he wears tri-socks with his, I, with his casual like the, shoes.
2: Wearing those like hidden socks is like is like being uh, Tobias Fumke, like being a never-nude. <laughs> it's like it's like you've got little... Uh, you're wearing like little jorts. I would wear...
0: <laughs> I can't wear cycling socks with regular shoes. My feet sweat. They get so hot. I'm wearing my Team Edition socks. I, right I totally would, but... I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I if if someone can find me some crew socks that are cooler than just white crew socks that that are made out of cotton, I would totally do it. Hmm. Um anyway, so anyway, so here so he, here's my quick and dirty rule to sock height and bib length. And you all should follow follow this if you want to get the most panache points on the stage race club ride.
1: And then after this, we're definitely going to start talking definitely about start bike racing.
0: Right okay. So for your sock, mm. it should definitely not go to the thickest part of your leg. So it needs to be lower than the thickest part of your leg. So
2: shouldn't it shouldn't go up to my quads?
0: So well, think of well you, sock okay below your knee so it should go it should definitely not be to your calf that's the thickest part yeah. right but it definitely should be lower than that There should be a gap between your calf and the top of your sock
1: about a, about a centimeter to an inch gap
0: yeah and your bib short should also stop at the thickest part of your thigh yeah so, that's no, that could be no, a short it's, short it's, it's it's thicker over here. Than it is up here. It's it's thicker down by the knee. It, it it gets pretty thick down there. That's what the that's what the muscles are. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Basically what you wanna be you want the, the teardrop of your muscle to be visible with a little bit extra either above if it's the the leg or below if it's the sock.
0: You also don't want your bibs to hit your calves when you on the upstroke of your pedal.
1: Mm.
0: That's mm. a really weird sensation. And it happens in some bibs. Wow, that's a, that's a, that you must
2: have like really huge calves that that are like just jutting out behind so far. Yeah, I don't,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, <some laughs> maybe of you us need don't, to raise your saddle. Some, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe there is that. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get to some professional riding in the Tour de France. Last episode, we we all put on, uh, we all said who was going to be in yellow, and, and yeah. we were all wrong. Yeah, on Monday. Yeah, and we were all wrong. I was mm. the closest. You were very wow. close. Well, it wasn't far behind. Nope. Uh, pretty good pick. Uh, Grunewagen crashed yep, on stage mine. one. Yep. Uh And you picked Fulgazang, who hey. also crashed. He did.
1: That's and right. Did oh, wait, they have maybe, a good team time? You know what?
0: No, I picked Viviani, didn't.
2: didn't I? And I was also wrong.
0: Pretty sure you picked uh, Grunewagen. Well, either way, I was wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. So, uh, Philippe was the one who came up in yellow. Um,
1: yep. Was he in yellow on Monday? Uh, I'm just gonna check my records here. Let's see. Uh, Wait, yeah, Alaphilippe gonna... won stage three. Okay. Yeah. So he would have been he would have been the one who was in yellow yeah. on on that day. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, just real quick, we've had now. What, how many stages? Six, six stages. stages. We've had six stages of the tour. We had uh, Mike Tunison winning stage one, uh, his lead out man for Dylan Gronovagan. Gronovagan crashes. Mike Tunison does an amazing bit of riding to immediately transform himself from Gronovagan's lead out man to his own freelance sprinter and outsprints. Uh, Sagan and Ewan Sagan and Ewan uh, to win stage one he wears yellow through the team time trial which is the second stage manages to hang on to it because Lotto Jumbo Visman wins the excuse me
2: they crush it 20 seconds they beat uh, yeah I mean uh, they beat Sky what Sky and Sky went out Ineos excuse me Ineos Ineos yeah so Ineos went out first sat in the hot seat all day long sat there all day long
0: uh, got roasted. We got roasted. Sad Moscon was sad. Sad Moscon was sad. Good. Everybody was happy.
1: So Yumbo so, uh, Visma uh, kills it in the time trial. Tunison is in yellow. Now Walt van Aert is uh, sitting in, in second overall on mm-hmm. GC, heading into stage three. Stage three was a bit of a lumpy stage. Uh, and Ala Philippe set out on a massive so there there had been a break that had gone away and got caught, and then Ala Philippe did something similar to what I think we saw him do in one of the spring classics this year.
0: Like sixteen K yeah, out and just went just yeah. kind of decided attacked over the time last to go, climb and caught Wellens at the line who was in the break, who yeah. had a flat literally at the top of the climb. Yeah. And you thought that's kinda early, like but then no, he went and he went away and he, he did he did classic Alaphilippe, vocalesque, esque, you know, tongue wagging, uh, yoga ish stretches. Yeah. And uh, took took the win and took the yellow jersey.
2: A lot of theatrics, aren't there, with Alaphilippe? Uh, with the, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of yeah, a lot of tongue hanging out stuff. And uh, but what an amazing ride! I mean, that, that descent, he was absolutely
0: yeah. flying yeah. down that descent. Yeah, he, uh, he's quite a center. And so you have a Frenchman in yellow at the Tour de France. I saw,
2: yeah, and I saw, you know, somebody posted, I mean, it might have been um, Andy Hood um, had posted, like, what should Ala Alaphilippe's nickname be? Uh, you know, I, any any thoughts on, on his nickname? I was thinking, because he has, like, a, a kind of a Jack. Il spa- Pirata. Well, yep. <laughs> le, le, le Pirate. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, because he Cest has because he has a bit of a johnny depp uh pirate thing going on i think i don't know what his hometown is but i think the sparrow oh yeah i like that okay yeah. sparrow
1: a Sparrow. yeah or what is how do you say sparrow in french oh i don't know yeah
0: that would be so i mean he, yeah Google he's it. quick he darts around yeah. um i like it it's the sparrow mm. okay all right so stage four um we finally get uh a, a, a sprinter a true sprinter to win the stage viviani gets his big tour tour stage win phenomenal lead out quick step just absolutely bossed that stage nobody
2: was getting around them
0: um and i had put a lot of fake funny money on Kristoff because he was like a 60 to 1 odds and he got second mm. man i would have won some major internet points uh speaking of viviani we also learned that viviani is gonna leave quick step And go to Kofidis. Nothing's confirmed yet on that, right? I thought it was confirmed. I think we heard like rumors on stage four, but like I thought today, like it's it's confirmed. Like he's going to Kofidis. He's taking a lead out man with him. Yeah, Rikaze. Uh, and Bennett is possibly going to Quickstep. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of. I just think stuff. I I don't want to see him go to Kofidis. Well, what the rumor is that Kofidis might get a world tour invite, right? Well, there's more rumors around. I mean, there's a the lot well. of transfer news going on right now. Yep. Um, and, and as other people has reported, he is going to make some money at Kofidis.
2: He'd have to be getting a lot of money to step down. Because it is a step down from Quickstep, so step. yeah, no,
0: definitely step down. Um, and, and, and 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 what and what is said is that and we see a lot of this though. We see a lot. Quickstep really kind of just can can shuffle through riders. I mean, Terpster, where's he been? Uh, he direct went, Energy,
1: Direct Energy. I yeah. know,
0: but like, <laughs> I mean, like, what he left Quickstep. Who who? Leaves? Well, he left, oh, when oh, you thing said leaving Quickstep,
2: Quick Quick step. yeah. I mean, the thing the thing with Quickstep is is they don't actually have that huge a budget. So to be able to afford the Alaphilippe's of this world, um, they have to do a lot of shuffling around all the time. They're always swapping out sprinters and stuff. I mean,
0: stuff. speaking of uh, swapping out, who uh, Gilbert did not make the team, and nope. Gilbert is going to go to Sudo Lotto or Lotto Sudal. Yeah, Sudal
2: Su- Lotto is they're now going now called because Sudal has stepped up as the main sponsor. I like that. Yeah, in but, fact, he was with that team. Uh, when he had his best season ever, right?
1: Look, dude, speaking of Sudalato, I mean they're having a great tour so far.
0: Yeah, and they've
1: yeah. got uh, got Tim in Wellens, Wellens in, in in polka dots. They had, uh, of course. So uh,
0: have they? Been, have Wellens and De and, and this is they should make like a buddy cop movie, right? Like did, was they Wellen, made a
1: buddy cop movie in the break today. They were both in the break. Yeah, for
0: <laughs> quite a long time.
2: And didn't didn't they both ride back from yes
0: yeah, so after from was it, was oh, it, it
2: volta no i think it was from wasn't it from terreno uh, Adriatica? it i thought it was one of the full i thought i thought it was the what's the um world championships no lombardia i thought uh, they yeah, rode back home from lombardia yeah, together did, yeah
0: yeah wellens and De Ghent. yeah wellens and De Ghent. It's is a that a law movie. firm it would be a good law firm yeah <laughs> it's either uh, a law
1: firm or a hip hop production duo from uh, from atlanta wellens
0: and again <laughs> I,
2: I don't i don't know about i don't know about that
0: <laughs> i think they feel like maritime lawyers <laughs> yes, wellens that, and DeGent. that would be good maritime lawyers definitely <laughs> okay so uh, in our in our wrap up stage 5 who's the big winner there
1: peter sagan with a fantastic uh, freelance sprint as uh, it's sort of one of his famous freelance sprints. But you know who I think the real hero of stage five was? Well, Van Aert. Second. Finishing second with a terrific bike throw over European champion um Mateo Trenton. Mateo Trenton. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um so Sags gets his win, moves him up in the list of most wins in the tour. 18 now, I think. Twelve okay is it 12 i think it so. feels Which like more doesn't, doesn't it? sound like a lot yeah then then i saw some of the graphic about the the amount of top threes he has and it's like 30 something yeah uh ridiculous amount so he's in the green jersey he's in the green jersey kind of a battle he's got a big gap on matthews i it's, don't think yeah
2: i think it's his i think it's i think it's uh, yeah wow is
0: definitely not going to win the green jersey if no, I had said that people had maybe talked about him doing that before. That's not going to happen. Yeah, no. and
1: Wout is also not going to win the Tour de France either, Bodie. I'm, I'm afraid to say, I, and I don't think he's going to win the white jersey. Yeah, I never said that he was going to win the Tour de France. No, I'm, I, I know you didn't. I'm just, okay. I'm just telling
0: you that he's not. And going to And I don't win. think he's going to win the white jersey. No, I mean there's in fact, too much climbing.
2: Who's in the white jersey right now?
0: Probably Bernal. No, who won the stage today?
2: Ah,
1: Madonna Ciccone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Ciccone wins today. Goes into the yellow. No. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. No. Toons wins. Toons wins, wins. But
1: Ciccone's right on his wheel. Yeah. Uh, and and takes and the yellow. Takes yellow by
0: six seconds from Alaphilippe. Wasn't Ciccone in the pink? The Volta? Uh, no.
2: Cic- uh, I don't know if he wore pink. He, but he won, won, a won the, stage. King of the Mountains. Yeah. He won the King of the Mountains in the Volta. Okay. I'm and he won in a, a big in the, stage. in the in the Giro. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. In the Giro, it wasn't Ciccone. It was someone from uh who oh whatever there was someone okay whatever Ciccone somebody from Nipo Vini yeah maybe who yep. was in pink anyway yeah so Chicone takes the white and the yellow he takes the yellow and the white yep great
1: stage today mm-hmm. uh I mean you know not not a whole bunch of fireworks from any of the big hitters but an interesting break um Ciccone managed to stay away with with tunes uh, ala Philippe. I thought, really put in a pretty impressive ride. Yeah. He rode out of the group of contenders uh, with about 1K to go, seemingly to try to save his yellow jersey for yet another day. It's as if he got, you know, word from the team car that— And he almost did. —that he needed to step it up. He came very close to to, to keeping it. But what was most impressive about it is that he went and nobody— other than Garrett Thomas was able to answer. I don't know that they were trying to answer, but and, he sure looked at he was it was reminiscent of, of Tommy Vokler when Vokler was in yellow, you know, oh so many years ago and, right. and just didn't want to let it go. He just seemed to have an extra gear because of that jersey today.
2: And I think he was aided a bit that the Peloton were not really pushing hard. You know, in that, in that, in that race today, because it was, it could have been a lot, lot harder than it was, and I think Th- Thomas even said so afterwards. He said, you know, yeah. he said, I, he said it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be because, and yeah,
1: well, surprising Roman-
2: that he was the person who chased Alaphilippe down. Yeah,
1: so, so, a couple things. One. I don't know that you want to give away time to, to Garrett Thomas if you're any one of those big contenders. So right. at I, I think if they'd have, if they'd have had anything left, they probably would have tried to go with with, with Thomas when he went after Ala Philippe, even if they were gonna let Ala Philippe go. Second, Fabio Aru got dropped out of the back of that group. That's right. Roman News. Bardet got dropped out of the back of that group. So it was, you know, the, there was a selection that was being made. Bardet and, lost a bunch of time. Yeah. And yeah. and, and, and Ala Philippe was flying up that thing. Dropping major contenders in his wake, but you know who you know who did look good, and whose team looked good in the team time trial as well. Tell me, Thibaut Pino. Oh, you're right. And massive effort by uh, uh, Godu, Mm -hmm. his his teammate, uh, came to the front and just uh, drove the whole group up toward the end of that. And and you're right. Tebow looked uh, Tebow looked good. He looked fresh on, at the end. I
2: think he's on for it uh, this year. And it, it's a shame that you know, Bade and and Bade's team were like really kind of a letdown in the TTT. Whereas Pino and his team seem to be really pinging right now. And uh, yeah, I. I, I, I I think there could be a podium, and in, in, uh, that's my that's my hot take. Is that's your hot take? Pinot on the podium. Six. We'll be sipping Pinot on the podium. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Mm. Um, yeah. Interesting. Look at the, the the sort of you look at the GC. Ciccone in first, but you look at sort of you kind of filter out the the people who are really fighting for GC. And uh, I mean, you got to go down to Thomas. is uh, that forty nine seconds back. Bernal is right behind them, and then Thibaut Pinot is in, in third. If I would look at the actual GC yeah. riders, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, Fabio Aru way down. Uh, Bargui is is three minutes back, but I feel like he's he's maybe he's a stage. He attacked today, but didn't look good. No, I mean, he well, not. he
1: looked good for a minute when he was attacking, and then he just looked like he just got you know smacked by by the you know by a brick wall and just completely. <laughs> Completely came I undone. Think, I think we
0: might see something from him in the Pyrenees or the Alps. I'm kind of maybe rethinking him as a selection on my fantasy team. Mm. Uh, here's a question I want to ask for you guys, though, and th- maybe this is a good segue to a, a different race. Is uh, you don't? I feel like I haven't seen in the, l- the last few Grand Tours, and maybe I'm missing it, where a climber gets out of the saddle, attacks, and just puts in a move and, and drops the field. And like actually gets away. I feel like what we see a lot of it is just like attacks and they get brought back.
1: Mm-hmm. And like
0: maybe like Katana might attack. But Katana has, I haven't seen Katana, you know, put in a vicious attack that gets him off the front and stays off the front in forever. And I mean, I, when has that happened recently?
1: Well, it happened in the Giro Rosa. And I think that's the segue you were referring to, Bodie. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> Certainly happened uh, a couple days Giro ago with Annamiek uh, Van Vluten. Um, yeah, but, but you know, and, and but before, you know, at the risk of blowing that segue, no, that's fine. The, the last person that I can think of that was doing stuff like that was probably Alberto Contador, maybe you know, seven eight years ago.
2: Yeah, or so- or Froome at last year's Euro.
1: Uh, true in that one stage you're okay. right you're right yeah this the 60k solo uh what what uh, i think it was 40k yeah that yeah, was, was uh insane. true
0: all right so that, that yeah but you really you don't i mean you know like when, when i see bargie attack today i was just thinking like it just never gets away like you'll see an attack maybe 1k or less um but it's never like a 10k or like the base the climb and i think that has a lot to do with the state of cycling today. Which yeah, what is it that's changed uh, in the last twenty years? <laughs> which is the, it, which is what, you know. what did they
2: have then that we don't have now? I don't. So know. I guess I'm not.
0: Oh, well, they had Lance
1: Armstrong, of course. Uh, oh,
2: do, oh, do uh, we want no, to talk about that? No, no, I don't. No, I don't want to mention him.
0: Okay, what I what, what I want to do, what I do want to say though, on that thought is that uh, I've been watching these uh, the ad free feed yep. on NBC Sports Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, With Robbie McEwen and Matthew Keenan. Matthew Keenan. Great. Awesome. No commercials. Why would you not watch that feed? I don't understand. I also...
2: Because they're foreign.
0: I also find it kind of amazing. Phil's Phil's foreign. Um, (laughs) I find it amazing that they actually offer that. Like you pay and you're allowed to not watch the ads. Uh, It's great.
2: Yeah, and you get you still get um, the like the little inter you know the the interviews and all the other yeah. things that they throw in. They just throw them in and, uh, when they would have ads.
1: on. Yeah, it's it's much better coverage. Yeah. Um, and, but, and I, I agree with you completely. Uh, it is. I think I do think that some people have an association, uh, sort of a nostalgic association, uh, with uh, with Phil Liggett and the Tour de France.
2: Well, other people have it,
1: a nostalgic association, yeah, with with Lance, yeah
0: that's the thing like i think it's time to move on like i so on the way over here uh i listened to the highlights of today's stage and i just clicked on the the phil and bob k bob roll yep. feed and i'm like this is we need to move past this like it's so like phil's not good phil phil thought that mike Tennyson was wild than art and one stage forever or what like he just like had it wrong for so long it's just like it's time to move on. There mm. are really good voices out there. There are new and and fresher voices, and who are a little more in like touch with things. Like, we could buy Phil, buy Bob, Kate, like buy Bob. Like, we don't need them anymore. Like, come on, NBC. Like, let's move forward. It's time. It's like thirty years. Like, we don't need that. We're done. Yeah.
2: Did you see? I mean, Eurosport have like a whole bunch of people now. Do you see that they have uh, Brad
0: Wiggins on the Moto? That's great yeah I mean I love that I love that as like a as a as a device in a broadcast is the announcer on a moto yeah, that's awesome that's a great thing.
1: It's better when it's Brad Wiggins than Steve schlanger though <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean- yeah, yeah, let's
1: put some winners in there.
0: All right, so let's go back to my segue, and let's talk about the Giro Rosa, because that's the other big race happening right now. And
1: Yeah, so I, I've actually been following this one pretty closely, and if you guys don't mind, mm. maybe I, I'm going to channel my inner Lionel Bernie for about 30 seconds, and maybe just give a very quick roundup of what's happened sure. so far. Not yeah. a blow-by-blow, blow, but yeah. just a quick, you know, here's here's what's gone down. Yeah. Uh, stage one of that race was a team time trial won by Kasia Nuadoma's Canyon SRAM team. Kasia Nuadoma taking the uh, early leaders jersey after that first stage. A surprising second place finish for the Bigla team mm-hmm. of Cecile Utrip Ludwig, who we all uh, like a whole bunch. Yes, the uh, Pam put the power down, big put t- the hammer down. Big time gaps in that team t- time trial too. Pretty big time gaps. Yeah, I think it's 45 second time gap uh, to the Canyon SRAM team, but. Uh, stage two, Kashi Nuodoma's in the leader's jersey, uh, but Marianne Voss uh, outsprints uh, her and a number of the other uh, main contenders in a big bunch sprint uh, to win stage two. Uh, although I think Nuodoma maintained the leader's jersey after yep, that stage. She did. Uh, stage three, we're going to call that one Early Celebration Part One. Lucy Kennedy of Mitchelton Scott put in a big dig up the final climb, had a pretty big gap. Looked like an unassailable gap. You saw Voss motoring back up in the background, seemingly too late for the win, but an early celebration by Lucy Kennedy cost her the win, and Voss snuck by. M- Matt, you said snuck by her like a ninja.
2: Yeah, it, it was crazy. It it was almost like it was a now
0: you see her, now you don't, because she disappeared behind her, and then suddenly she, she crossed the line. She
1: kind of ducked down, too, the way she did. I don't know if it was sort of a bike throw maneuver. Well, it, was or like she, it,
0: it turned slightly to the left. Lucy Kennedy looks over her shoulder and I think that at that point Voss is kind of be- is behind her shoulder she can't see. Right. Then sees she clear looks up, road, celebrates, celebrates and then Voss just comes like a fucking freight train. Yeah. In the second sprint in a row where she's coming so hard and so fast, Townsend keep continue. Yeah,
1: great tweets by Marion Voss after that um almost apologizing for the win but saying I'm going to take it every time and don't do that again, Lucy. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh and but- and <laughs> sorry, sorry. My quote was, you, you, you come for the queen, you best not miss.
1: That's right. Uh, stage four, uh, if you can believe it, uh, on the heels of an early celebration that cost Lucy Kennedy the race, we had a three-rider breakaway of some lesser-known riders that, uh, that went off the front of that race. Nadia Quagliotto appeared to have the win. Uh, but celebrated early and got pipped again at the line by Lizia Borghese mm. uh, due to a premature celebration incident so stage 4 also she
2: put her hand in the air got taken by the bike throw again and, that's right yeah. it was a
1: it was a, a little skills. bit a little bit closer but uh but a win is a win um stage 5 boy stage 5 i think Bodhi, is what you were alluding to uh this this was one where Anemic Van Vluten put the hammer down on I guess it was the, the ultimate climb of the day, but it was a good ways from the finish. Probably 20k out or so, she she went hard, maybe even She went near than the that. bottom of the
2: climb. Because that was, that was the day that was originally going to have the gavia on it. That's and right. And they couldn't
1: use the gavia, same as in the Giro, because it still got a bunch of snow on top of it. That's right. Uh, but she went and soloed uh, to victory, gaining about two and a half minutes uh, on her main rivals, putting on a climbing she clinic. She won by three three minutes yeah yeah
2: just and absolutely yeah, unreal
0: we'll just we'll just pause for it. let's talk about that Yeah. So there's a highlight video. She attacks, she gets out of the saddle, and she climbs out of the saddle for like a minute and a half. Yeah, And they they posted some ridiculous figures. It was what, 5.7 watts per kilogram? For 30
1: minutes. 5.7 watts per kilogram for the entire climb. I think she was probably doing closer to 7 watts per kilo out of the saddle for that minute and a half, then settled in for what I think was about a 30-minute climb at 5.7 watts per kilo. So
0: I mean, and and she now has a four-minute lead in the GC after today's stage. Just the fact, the amount of time that because like, this goes back to what I said, you don't see anybody in the men's field um, attacking and get such a huge gap like that. Yeah, and we and we and we know from uh, from other sources that she's really. Uh, looked at racing and, and, sort of more like the, some of the, the bigger men riders do the GC riders where she's doing like, well, first of all, she's gone to training camps with the Mitchell Scott men's team. I yeah. believe.
2: Yep. She's been, she's been, yeah. So the, I guess Mount Teide or wherever, or up in the Sierra Nevada, they do these high altitude camps and she's training with the men in the high altitude camps and, and she, stay and staying with them.
0: Yeah. And yeah. then, and then she's not doing races. To do that training, yeah, um, a la Froome, you know, a la some of the bigger GC riders, so it, it kind of seems like it's a it's a shift, right? Where you see women's racing and 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 she's really taking that next step of preparation. And uh, I mean,
2: and that's probably a benefit of of them having a men's and women's team, right? So that's they a have great the, point. Yeah. they have those shared resources; they're yeah. able to do that.
0: And that that's that's a great point that that if you do that, you can share that and. And There's so much knowledge that can be passed back and forth. Um, uh, so just yeah, it just it's kind of mind-boggling how strong she is right now. And I yeah. mean, you know, is it is it similar to where Voss was uh, four or five years ago before she kind of took her break after overtraining, where she was kind of dominating everything?
1: You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I I'll, I'll give you a counterpoint to that because I'm not so sure. I think that Voss is more of the old school women's bike uh, rider, racer, agree champion, that. which is what you more typically see. And if you look, for instance, at the balance of the field in this race, I mean, you have Marianne Voss, who's raced uh, track, she's raced road and won, and she's raced cyclocross and won, and she's a, she's a multidisciplinary world champion. Lucinda Brand, another example of someone who's sitting high up on GC, who's sort of a you know, the, the the typical women's bicycle racer has been much more of a multidisciplinary. Uh, rider and racer mm-hmm. than someone like then then your typical male racer although obviously we're seeing now with the with the you know walt van Aeren and the matthew vanderpoel that there certainly is some crossover from cyclocross and road and 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 there are examples of that from b- before them as well of course but in 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 women's racing it was always a bit more of kind of the 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 the, the everyman um, multidisciplinary approach. Every woman, every woman multidisciplinary approach, and, um, and and well, and also, I mean, it, and then van Luton breaks that mold.
2: And well, yeah, and it's also, I mean, I guess women's teams are smaller. You know, they have less l- less people on their roster, so they need more versatility traditionally. I would think. So it's not like they're a big men's World Tour team where you can be a specialist. But she is she is a specialist. She's a climbing and time trial specialist.
1: Yeah, although she she was right in there in that couple of those sprints as well. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, speaking of time trial, stage six was an individual time trial. She completely dominated that time trial. Yeah. Uh, She it was a it was a twelve k time trial, which is not a long time trial. Yeah. Uh, And she gained forty five seconds on on der, second place which was Vanderbregen which was Vanderbregen and gained almost two minutes on the rest of the field well she did
2: gain two minutes on her two minute marker which was Kashinu
1: that's right she passed her yeah yeah and Kashi Nwadoma finished sixth overall in that time trial, yeah. so it wasn't like she was, you know, flailing around. Yeah, just the- uh, So, yeah, she really consolidated her lead, and then, Bodhi, as you said, uh, after today's stage, stage seven, which was kind of a, a climbing stage, again, won by Marianne Voss, and I'll get back to that in a minute, but... Um, anime van Vluten now has four and a half minutes almost five minutes on on the field
0: She's four, four minutes and eight seconds over Anna van der Braggen. all right yeah, so just...
1: with uh with what three stages to go yeah yep. yeah Phenomenal. today did you guys see the stage today it was an interesting really interesting stage I didn't get to see today's uh typical sort of uh you know uh, uh, italian roads and you know windy hilly sort of stage and then the announcers are talking about this sort of big penultimate or ultimate climb that's coming at the sort of the final climb uh, of the race the race finished on a a bit more of a flat but there was a big climb right before the finish and they're talking about are they going to make this left turn up onto this climb I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's going to be just some sort of climby road. Well, they make this left-hand turn, and they are literally on what looks like a cobblestone sidewalk through Mm. a mountain forest. It was could not have been more than ten feet wide. I don't know. I, I mean, there, there would be Did the team n- cars go up. There I as well? don't know that the team cars went up, or if they maybe took another way around. Mm-hmm. The only vehicles I saw were the motos that were going up this thing. It was it was cobbled, and it was gnarly cobbles, narrow, steep. I'm I'm telling you, it looked like they were riding on a walking path, awesome. like a cobbled walking path up a hill I want to see uh, that when I get home yeah, yeah you should you like definitely something. definitely check it out and the racing was really intense uh up this thing uh but anyway uh Marianne Voss um just you know again just powers at the at the right moment and wins her third stage won three of seven stages so yeah um she's not in the leader's jersey obviously and um uh, Annemiek van Vluten has that, but uh, Voss has really raced a hell of a, a, hell of a race.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, I mean, it's great to see her really back on form, you know, as we've seen in the last couple of years, she's really, cause she had some, some pretty, you know, she had some injury like from over, over racing, over training and stuff. And she's come back and, uh, it's great to see her. I mean, also I think everybody else has stepped up in that time, but
1: mm-hmm. she's still showing that She
0: So strong enough to win three out of seven stages. Also, before
1: we leave the Giro Rosa, uh, Annemiek Van Vluten now has the leader's jersey, the sprinter's jersey, and the climber's jersey.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe she could share a few jerseys? Uh, (laughs) I want to give a shout-out to Catherine Hall, a top-ranked American in seventh place in the GC at six minutes back. And, you know, I think she's also kind of working uh, domestic duties for Anna Vandenbragen. So kudos to her and uh if, i don't know if you guys have been listening to the cycling tips podcast but they've been doing diaries with um both Catherine hall uh and ruth winder mm-hmm. um who are both there which has been kind of great to get their perspective and taylor wiles also on Trek put in a kind of a monster attack uh one of those days stage two stage three maybe and almost almost made it um you you i feel like you got i was gonna say speaking
2: of ruth winder what do we think? Trash or Oh, P'nash, that's right. Yes. Yeah. and Strikes yeah, kit?
0: The, the, we've, we we're seeing the jersey. Correction, uh I said that Alex House is going to the tour. He is not. We have mm. still have not seen his jersey. Wow. Oh. But Ruth Winder is in the Jura Rosa and it's out. Uh I mean, I've I've expressed my opinion. Who wants to go first? Do you want me to go first? I mean, uh I Yeah, go ahead. You go first, Bodie. Okay. Well, I, I'm a, I have to panache it. Uh, I said that I was underwhelmed. Mm. I said it was classic, though.
1: Nothing wrong with classic.
0: So it's good. Like I in seeing it, always once again, once you see it in action, it always looks different than just them standing there. And I I love the way she won that race. So it adds extra juice to that jersey mm-hmm. so i'm panashing it um it's good it's it's like i said it's classic it's simple it, it does it well it's it's not too it classy. has both stars and stripes it does um and so panache yep i'm gonna panache it as well
1: uh you know my it, it, it is it is classic Uh, You can't go wrong with just, you know, putting the, the, the white stars on a blue field up on the, up on the body and shoulder and the, and the, and the stripes down below it, it, if anything, it maybe suffers for being a little too oversimplified. And if I had to nitpick, I would say, make the stars a little bit bigger.
0: Hmm. Are there 50 stars?
1: I would say they're probably more than 50 stars between the <laughs> between the front and the back. They've added I mean, Puerto Rico. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
2: I, I'm going to panache it too. I think it's you know they went yeah they they didn't try and do anything uh, too uh, crazy or dramatic. And as I've said before, the bar was really was set really low from last year's ab- abysmal effort by Sunweb. So I'm just glad to see a proper. Uh, a proper national champs
0: kit. Yeah. I think she's, I think she's raised strong, uh, in this, in, in Jira Rosa. And so she's done it well. So.
2: Yep. And Um, we're still waiting for the, uh, for the tie dye stars and stripes.
0: Yeah. Quickly, Matt, I think maybe you had brought this up. Ruth Winder is an, is a one is American, but she has a British accent. Kind of. Did you say like her parents are English? I don't think I did, but that's okay. uh possibly. Right. Yeah. We'll have to look into this. Yeah. Um maybe. I don't really know a lot about it, to be honest. All I know is that she is a friend of the friend of a podcast. Okay. Uh Alan Krugoff's mechanic is her partner. Ah. From awesome. Anyway. So quickly, Tom Skoin's his national champion Latvian jersey. Trash Pranash that one.
2: Uh I would. I mean, there's not much you can do with it, is there? It's just like two red stripes. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is, is it looks almost identical to what Trek have done. They kind of basically, um, you know, popped his balloon there. He's got he's got a champion's jersey, but then Trek decides to make their special Tour de France right. edition kit look exactly like his jersey. So everybody's a Latvian champion.
0: Yeah, that that's that would be my trash vote. Is that it doesn't stand out against their regular kit. Yeah. I don't
2: know. It's, the I mean, Colombian there's nothing. Flag. Yeah. I mean, it's always just two red. Yeah. You know, it's a red, white and red horizontal stripes.
1: I'm also going to gonna withdraw some shade that I threw on Bodie the other day about the new uh, Bora Hansgrohe kit. Bodie said he thought they'd done it because it makes Peter Sagan look like he's still wearing the National Champs jersey. And I said, oh, uh, excuse me, the World Champs jersey (laughs) is what I meant to say. And I said, oh, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Well, lo and behold, here I'm looking at like some Instagram photos and I see a shot of Peter Sagan with his hands in the air and it's just sort of from his chest up and all you see is the white Bora hands grow, his arms in the air with the World Champ bands around the jersey. Mm. And I caught myself thinking, literally thinking to myself, He's wearing the national. He's wearing the world champs jersey. He's still. What? what this is an old. Fo- is this an old photo? <laughs> Sagan. You know when Sagan was the world champ. So, Bodie, you were right. That jersey makes it look like Peter Sagan is still wearing a world champs
0: jersey. Thank mm. you. Appreciate that.
1: Um, and I don't have anything more to add.
2: <laughs> um, I just got one more thing. Uh, we've been playing the new fantasy league, and uh, what do
0: we think? Is it? Oh yeah, I'm trying to pull up Do you have the scoreboard? What is the freaking website? Uh latour <laughs> Here we are. Okay, here I we have go. It up here, I'm, I can pull up
1: fantasy.latour.fr. fantasy.latour.fr.
0: All right, yeah. so I think I think we've spoken about uh, we all played this wrong. Yes, we we completely screwed up. Yes. We didn't. I think none of us realized. We, we played
1: it Velo game style. We played we did. Velo game style. We picked our
2: whole squad for the whole thing, which
0: yeah. is not what we
2: should have done. That's because
0: right. You get eight transfers. You have eight transfers. Yeah. And I mm. thought I'd read that you had to actually trade with somebody. So I didn't think that any... like, why would anybody want to trade their Ala Philippe for my Bargee, you know? Um, and then Townsend, you brought it up. So yeah, that's what the credits are for. Mm. So some people have played it real well yeah. uh the the number one in our league is hood rats which I assume, I assume that's
1: will jones right
0: that's either will jones or sam leblanc okay i don't know they their avatar is is blank yeah um uh, but i want to give a shout out a special shout out to Sagan in the wind uh, my friend jd white who is holding down second place yeah uh and it was sending me Furious texts, or not furious, but uh, he was sending panicked texts late uh, Friday night. Like, how do I do this? How do I join the league? And he's kicking butt. So, uh, and and we'll give a shout out to Jaden, who's uh, in third. Yep.
1: Yeah. So obviously, um, the the way to, to play this is to is to pick a team that's going to win early, and then make some trades for your GC guys uh, toward the end when things start heating up in the in the melt. Like today would have been a good day to to go ahead and start maybe picking some. Some you know some climbers, maybe not some GC climbers, but well, that, that's what I did. Yeah,
2: so I moved up today. Did you pick Ciccone? I did not pick Ciccone. I don't no. know
1: why. I, I was convinced when I saw that message from you, Matt, that Ciccone had been the guy you'd you'd picked up because I know you've been a well, I fan picked up a few his. guys.
2: I went a little bit over the top, and I picked up uh, several guys. And uh, yeah, I've uh, I've moved up. I was languishing pretty low, and now I've moved up to seventh. Uh, so I'm beating both of you guys right now.
0: Yeah, you are winning the podcast. I'm I'm in last. My team really is terrible, which... Well, you're just
2: ahead of Fugle My Tang, <laughs> uh, which has a picture of some sausages. I'm going to assume... That I thought that's that was G- a cinnamon I'm, roll. I'm, you're right, I'm, it's sausages. I'm going to assume that that's George Morse.
0: It's got to be. <laughs> well, who there's someone in our league, Team Jungle Bob, Jungles and Friends, who doesn't
1: oh i they, yeah they, they didn't pick a complete team if you don't pick a complete team you can't score any points
0: at all you can't even start you can't can no. they can they pick a team for next week next next day i mean like
1: uh they might be able to transfer or pick up new riders if they wanted to i'm not sure mm.
0: no they yeah because right. they had five riders last stage for stage six
1: i don't understand
0: they, Yeah, so, yeah, okay, I see. I was looking at Stage 7. I can't see who they have for Stage 7. They don't have a complete team, so they don't get any points. Wow. Uh, Team Jungle Bob Jungles and Friends, please complete your team. Come on. Yeah. So,
1: so this could be an interesting league for me to play next year. Now that I kind <laughs> of no, I mean, have a bit think, of an understanding of how it I, works,
2: I think for all of us, we'll we'll yeah. come into it with fresh eyes next year and
1: and uh, and have a better
0: strategy. Yeah, and also the not other to thing, take anything it, away from the people who are currently winning right now. No, no because
1: they 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 figured it out and and they they made some good plays. And you know, as much as I hate to say nice things about
2: ASO. Uh, it's a very well put together site. It's very professionally done. It certainly has Absolutely. a, a an, It certainly has panache over, uh, over the velo games one for that. But velo games is you know still um, I think has a place in our hearts. Certainly for the spring class. Well,
1: you see my team name.
2: Yes, I see it. <laughs> velo Games supporter. And you also see my team name, which. Uh,
1: yes. Arseholes with the A S O.
0: Yeah. Oh, mm, get wow, it. I get that now. Okay, all right, all right, clever. Well, so guys,
1: anything else on the agenda? I don't think so, is there? No, talked we, about, talked, we talked, about talked about socks. Yeah, we talked about socks, we talked about the 4th of July ride, we talked about gravel, we talked about Latour, and we talked about the Giro Rosa. But you know what we didn't talk
2: about this week what? at all? MVDP, we didn't mention him at all this week. Oh, maybe an, we did. Maybe somebody did briefly. You, did. you might have briefly said
1: something. MVDP free episode until
2: yeah. what has until he done lately? Now, but there's there's rumors there. Uh, oh well, the big story MVDP story is he signed a four year contract with Canyon Bicycles, That's not right. with his team, which he I think he has a pretty long contract with them. But he also just signed an exclusive four year contract with Canyon.
0: Funnily and, enough,
2: Canyon is dropping out as sponsor. Of Katusha next year, and, and so is Alpecin shampoo.
1: Rumors that, that Alpecin, yeah. yeah, so there Ru- rumors that Alpecin's going to go over to t- so
0: Corundin Circus is going to take over that world tour license. Very he's possibly, he's going to be on a world tour team with Canyon, Alpecin, Corundin, Circus. Yeah, wow, it's going to be a circus. Yeah, when Matthew Vanderpool is on a world tour team and uh, can At pick the and tour. choose. At the tour. Yeah, next year. I mean, I don't think he'd be at the tour next year because of the Olympics uh, mountain bike. So Wout still has an
2: opportunity to beat him mm-hmm. in getting there first. For being the first uh, cyclocross winner of the Tour de France. No, that's not going to happen.
1: So the big question is will we see either of them at Cyclocross Worlds in Fayetteville in 2022? Uh, it's a
2: good question. Who knows? Who knows?
0: Yes. That's, well, I, say, I say yes. Okay. We will see either of them. Yeah. You,
1: we will see one of them. At, At least, least. Yeah. one. Okay. Yep. Okay. okay. So, I think so too. Maybe that's wishful thinking. Uh, but, well, uh, so
0: this year Worlds will be... Okay, 2020. When is that? <laughs> 2022. Oh my God, it's so far away.
2: But you know what? Um, funnily enough, Wout got beaten... To the tour win by another crosser this year, My, his teammate Mike Tunison was uh, world champion U twenty three world champion in, in Louisville. In Louisville, that's right. Yeah, yeah, pretty. but he said he gave up cross because he was going to have to keep racing against those two. Interesting. Yeah,
0: he's also a U twenty three Perry Roubaix winner,
2: I think. Very possibly. So yeah.
0: Anyway, well, guys, I think that has been a pretty decent show. Uh, let's all go home and get ready for Tropical Storm, Depression, Hurricane Barry. Uh, Townsend, uh, what you thinking?
1: Well, what I'm thinking is if anyone had told me a week and a half ago that the three people to be wearing yellow in the Tour de France after the first week would be Tunison, Alaphilippe, and Ciccone, I probably would not have bought that.
2: Well, this is Sacherio saying, uh, first of all, don't forget, guys, go onto Facebook and search for Latour Tour du Van. Buy yourself a ticket next Saturday. It's coming up soon. Next Saturday at uh, 7-3 Distillery. It's a benefit fundraiser for Semituff Cycling Club Bike MS team. Uh, also, join the team. It's actually team week right now. This is where we need to get people in. And then finally, I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, The weather for Saturday looks absolutely horrendous. So I'll see you all on the Zwift Club ride.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, I just canceled my Zwift. Um, this is the Bodie Bodie. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send us an email at yayuride at gmail.com. Uh, slide into our DMs as well at yayuride. Still don't have a nickname for Wout. So come on, folks, give us a nickname for Wout. We picked the sparrow uh, for Ala Philippe. And yes, what are we doing this Saturday? Trey, I see you sliding into my DMs. I'm ready to go KOM hunting on Saturday in the hurricane. Good night.
1: So then what happens from there?